dark draws, some confusing ones, and some exciting late flourishes. We have all this and more in this episode of Injury Time, the ISL edition, and joining me, Sandeep, today is Debayan from the ESPN. Hi, Sandeep. So, Debayan, how has it been? Yeah, good. Uh, surprisingly uh, engrossing week and you know my thoughts on ISL, it's always been a little conflicted but I must admit I'm beginning to like it. It's almost like a, you know, <laughs> being forced to love a child. <laughs> <laughs> you were also busy this week with other stuff also so I hopefully you managed to cast the game. Yeah, I mean what I try and do is I, I make sure that if I'm not able to watch the games live I try and, you know, catch the highlights so that I get an idea of what's going on because all said and done it's uh, turning out to be an interesting season because the Apart from maybe the top two teams, every other team seems to be in the mix and maybe the bottom two are probably out of probably it. Probably out of it, yes, yes. Oh, uh, we have been interrupted by some coffee. <laughs> early morning on Monday. Uh, great place to start the day anyway. Anyway, getting yeah. back into the conversation. Yeah. First, we'll go with ATK. They played two matches this week. Yeah. One was a draw with Goa. Mm-hmm. It was pretty drab in that sense. And second one, a 3-2 win against Chennai. Yeah. So, Let's get on with it. How do you think ATK are faring now? I think uh, I've always had faith from them this season because, you know, under Steve Koppel, what I expected from them is to be a bit more organized than what they were last year. And that's how it's turning out to be. I mean, last year it was a little bit of, uh, you know, haywire uh, thought process from them and apparent lack of strategy. What they still lack is goals, obviously, but uh, yesterday against uh, Chennai probably lucked out a bit with a couple of penalty calls. But that's that's the way the game goes. What was good to see was they were quite positive right from this, the outset. And I think they have a few underrated players. You know, somebody like a Balwan Singh definitely works a lot harder than uh, what a lot of people give him credit for. And that's helping them create chances and with John Johnson at the back they are always be quite compact so that's helping them and I think they are still in with a chance of making the top four. So you also mentioned goals, they bought in Alfaro for those goals and unfortunately he is missing out. So, uh, where do you think it's going to come from? I think Jayesh Rane has been doing reasonably well as well. Correct. Uh, Jayesh Rane has been doing well. Komal Thattel also in the uh, limited chances. At least he's looked energetic. And sometimes that can throw the opponent off. Because when you have somebody with speed, you know that maybe he's a little raw and he's still not the finished product yet. But he's only going to get better. But uh, with his pace, he's always going to be a handful for any defense. And on the other side, you have obviously Chennai with the second match of it, 3-2. Uh, they also played against Kerala, uh, 0-0 draw in one of the most confusing matches I've ever watched in my life. So, <laughs> what do you have to say? First, let's talk about Chennai. Sure, first. sure. Um, I was just checking to see what jersey you have on because uh, Chennai this year are reminding me a little bit of uh, Manchester United in the Premiership <laughs> because there's no reason why they're doing as badly as they are, but they're just not uh, switched on, man. I mean. Things are just not working out for them. Uh, maybe a couple of key players missing from last season's effort. The most important probably is Dhanupal Ganesh. And the poor form of some of their India regulars. Uh, somebody like a Karanjit Singh has not been at his usual best. JJ has uh, worryingly uh, picked up some really bad uh, spell of form. So they are doing things right, but they are just not getting the right uh, uh, rewards for it. And somebody like a Rafael Augusto, you can see that there is too much relying on him. He's also, you know, played through most games with very heavy strapping on his knees, so I don't know what's the fitness status of him. But yeah, Chennai are looking quite disappointing and uh, that's that's been a shame because they are still a very good team, but uh, they've just not played well. So we also had uh, one of the listeners, Anup Menon, who wrote out to us specifically. I thought we'll talk about it later, but since we're on the topic now, uh, he wanted to know what is wrong with Chennai and I think you have touched on it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a theory, if you can add sure. some weight to this. Before the start of the season, John Gregory was constantly saying we have to defend the title, defend yeah. the title, yeah. we have to be switched on. 
Do, how much of you think is the mentality? Because a lot of the teams you see, you win once, you kind of lose the hunger, and then you have to find it again. Like, it's very difficult to defend the title. So, do you think there is something there mentally? I think uh, in a young league like the ISL, it's still too early to say uh, if there is something of a mentality issue. Because we saw uh, ATK, I think, um, maybe the first three years, across the years that Habas was there, they were always very good, they were always very competitive. And I mean, uh, even in the third year under Molina, they ended up winning it. So that cannot, I think, be uh, talked off as a reason. But yes, Chennai have tended to switch off the year after they win the title. And uh, if you think about it, they should really have been a little bit more up for it this season because they also have the AFC Cup uh, engagements to look forward to. So why they've been performing as poorly, I don't think that can be brought down to uh, you know the pressure to uh, defend the title. I think uh, they realized that last year they were probably not maybe the best team in the league, uh, at least in the league stages. They won the final, yes, and full credit to them. But that kind of uh, peak performance, that kind of you know uh, chipping in from everybody, because even last year they didn't have any one outstanding individual. It was always a very good concerted team effort. That's not happened this year. And yeah, I think one more uh, key factor which has been missing is Henrique Sereno. I think. He allowed them to have a lot more balance in the defence and that's just gone a little haywire this year. You've had Francis Fernandes playing at right fullback and I, th I think that's what I, I don't think they've you know, been able to nail their Indian foreigner balance and even the overall team balance has been a little bit uh, lopsided, especially with JJ's poor form. Yes, uh, JJ, one of the interesting things if you see that Kerala match, every time the guy comes in to whip the ball in, he's coming in short and not making those runs that you expect. Of a, you know, he was not that guy who would play the game, he was always on who arrives at the right time, yeah. but he's not doing those things and doesn't bode well for Chennai or India for that matter. Yes, uh, and that's what uh, it tells you that uh, any sport is so much of a form and a mental thing. Maybe he's not in a very good mental space. I still remember the first game of the season when they were playing uh, here in Bangalore. Mr. Chance. Yeah, there were a couple of potential chances where the JJ of old would have definitely finished them off. Maybe the fact that he was up against Gurpreet Sandhu or maybe just the, you know, in the moment he missed out. But from then on his uh, form and confidence have just dipped uh, consistently and that's uh, costing Chennai quite heavily. And now talking about Kerala Blasters, uh, <laughs> I am a Kerala guy who is very happy that I don't support Kerala Blasters. Mogulam Kerala XT for life from now on. So uh, what? Can you tell me what formation they play? I dare you to tell me what formation they play. I wish I knew. I mean, the funniest part of the last match was when it was nil-nil and they were chasing a game and suddenly he pulls out a midfielder and he brings in Sandesh Chikman. So Couldn't start very yeah. weirdly. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm really confused as well. What are Kerala Blasters doing? Um, I won't even say they have the team for it because honestly there isn't a lot of quality in this uh, side. The only good thing perhaps is that some of the Indian boys in the team are doing pretty well. Zeeraj is making yeah. a name for himself. Sahal has been uh, playing quite well, Samad. Holicharan um, Nazari off and on you know, steps yeah. up to the plate and plays well, but even he is still uh, way, way away from where he needs to be, yeah. uh, frankly, both for club and country. Uh, that's about it, because their foreigners are not inspiring a lot of confidence. And what about the coach? Because they gave him a long-term <laughs> contract, a career contract they signed, yeah. and he seems to be, you know, at the deep end and struggling to keep it together. And and I mean, we know from last year that you know at least a lot of his players have not much confidence in his coaching abilities, and that's that's never a positive sign because if the players are not able to respect you or you know to uh, comprehend what you're thinking as a as a coach, how will they play to that plan? And goes back to the first question, like what really is their plan this year? 
they they started all right but they just i mean they still might make the top 4 but yeah it seems unlikely because they are just too uh, inconsistent and on any given day you don't know which kerala blasters will turn up uh, of late it has been the poor kerala blasters <laughs> thankfully there is no bulgarian to put instagram posts up this year so <laughs> lots of other eastern europeans don't know how their social media skills are <laughs> Yeah, moving on to Jamshedpur uh, and North East United, yeah. two teams we expected a lot from this game. Yeah, nothing really came out of it. Uh, this is a worry that because you know technically you don't need to finish. They, most teams might have given up saying okay, let Bangalore be the top team. <laughs> we just have to finish on top four. Yeah. That, that kind of takes it a sting out of the matches a little. No? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean that's why uh, we've had this discussion on social media as well. Uh, you know, Chetri put out that message too. that what should be the format and what should be the you know uh, should the playoff format be stuck with i frankly think that it's it's a no no because it really takes away from the whole league structure that it is and um, secondly what you've got to do is you've got to try and spice it up you've got to try and incentivize even the top four places maybe i mean since uh, you know isl is effectively run by reliance and they are the ones who also were involved in the ipl maybe take from the ipl model maybe have a Uh, step ladder format exactly have one and two fight for place in the final and then if one of them loses then have them fight with the winner of three and four it will probably increase the number of games but it will just make it a little more fun and exciting and just give a little more incentive to finish on the top two yes but uh, there was no lack of incentive from northeast when they played pune they won 2-0 just how good is ogbeche i think he's very good and he's clearly what they were missing all these years i mean northeast united have always been a good team they've been competitive um they had nico villes across the first couple of years it was quite good but uh, he was not really a an out and out finisher he was more of a game maker very intelligent passer of the ball but with obeche what they've got finally is you know one lead striker who can finish off chances best example was the victory that they had against chennai where he scored a hat trick got inside 15 or 20 minutes or something so that's the kind of player that you need and if he uh, gets his game going then others can play around him and just uh, you know get carried with him a lot of that is also happening with uh, fc goa to an extent because when koro plays they they just unstoppable sometimes uh, one word answer do you think they can win the title northeast uh, no <laughs> <laughs> okay now talking about pune they pratyam has been a bit unlucky yeah so uh, how would you assess their season they just not getting the goals but they are playing some good football correct uh, they probably had some of the best uh, indian performances yeah. you know somebody like an ashik is uh, improved uh, leaps and bounds adil khan has not been as good as he was in previous years um robin singh has had a few interesting games and he's coming close to scoring but again it's that confidence thing much like jj i mean if until the time that he finds the back of the net he probably not find his top form and yes some of the foreign players around them are also playing well but uh, clearly they are missing the fact that alfaro is no longer with them at the moment at least and uh, the fact that hume hasn't you know regained full fitness and hasn't been a regular starter so that's also affected them um much was expected from them but i think what's happened is they've had such a poor start that they're just not able to get back into contention and that's probably affecting them in a lot of their games where as you said they played well but they've been unlucky even the match against uh, northeast united i thought they played pretty well for most parts but uh, 2-0 wasn't a very accurate reflection of how the game should have been uh, again they played well in the kantirva stadium against bengaluru sc as well 2-1 loss there yeah. a narrow one and bfc before that, at the beginning of the week they had a 1-0 win against delhi dynamos yeah so um, bfc continuing to keep up their winning run unbeaten so far but uh, 
let's we'll keep bfc for later because we have few questions coming in sure so let's talk about delhi yes. i thought they played better than bfc on the day i was covering the match on that i thought they should have killed the game in the first half they didn't uh, so what do you think is going on wrong with delhi now i think delhi uh, i mean this year their squad hasn't been of the same quality so whenever they have actually punched above their weight that's credit to them and to be fair it's a long term strategy that they uh, embraced last season you know doing away with almost uh, entire uh, squad building from scratch putting in a lot of young players in they haven't really hit all the right notes in their squad selection and that's quite obvious especially in the striking third uh, there was a lot of hope from chante uh, nanda uh, exactly and uh, to be fair i mean chante has taken his chance and he's played quite well but yeah i mean even he uh, still doesn't really have that finishing skills yet he's probably a very good support striker who can create chances for others with his movement with his skills he can uh, with his pace he can you know operate very well down yeah, either take, take the defender away from people absolutely yeah. and and he has been performing that role but yeah they've just not been finding goals and probably it's down to the quality of the foreigners i mean marcos teva two seasons ago he was a pretty decent uh, holding midfielder but you have to remember the quality of players around him but this year it's almost as if he's the central player so I mean that doesn't work out because he's not that you know he's not the kind of player who can completely take a game by the scruff of the neck he needs good players around him and there are some rumors of uh, I think you pronounce it as Ulysses Davila who is a former Chelsea player uh, I I had great expectations when I was in college when he came in but nothing happened so but anyway there are rumors of him coming in to fill in the role in Delhi as a striker to get the goals yeah i think it's a good move absolutely i mean this season might be beyond them but uh, certainly uh, moving forward you know to get some confidence going to get some of the younger indian players into a better form ahead of next season that's that's a pretty good move for them now just uh, touching on vfc actually touching on one player who yeah. is potentially earmarked as the replacement for sunil chetri as a leader for the big man in you know the national team udanta has stepped up to the plate this week with a outstanding goal against pune yeah. so the absolutely brilliant step over and then he came up with that you know the one goal from outside the box again like in the first match against delhi so he's stepping up now absolutely and i mean it's it's a age old thing that we look at goals as a you know your mark of a player uh, improving but but we've always known that udanta is good yeah what's probably been in doubt is his consistency and now he's getting some consistency to go with his performances because he's got that pace he's got the skills to take on defenders and yes i mean i think uh, the fact that you know chetri has sort of always talked him up i still remember that dramatic uh, i league finale of 2015 where udanta actually started in place of chetri mm-hmm. because ashley westwood was probably banking on a bit more defensive solidity and he wanted his team to hit on the counter but uh, since then udanta has uh, you know improved i mean back then he was more about just pace and you know running at the opposition but now he's got the skills to go with his his, his crossing ability has become much better his finishing that goal uh, superb goal against pune Uh, it's, it bodes well both for uh, BFC as well as for India. And he is also someone who, like you said, he need not be involved. Just his presence, his pace, his movement, yeah. he makes a difference, an impact in a sense. Pass before the assist and stuff like that. Absolutely. And even in this uh, recent form of, uh, you know, run of form that they've had, one must commend Chencho because he's also understood his role perfectly well. Mm-hmm. It's a very different one from what he used to perform. What is the ideal one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at minerva he was basically the you know the sort the of star. yeah the load bearer so yeah. to speak because the ball was thrown out to him and you know just do what you can with yeah. it almost like what sony not he does for more <laughs> but here he has understood that he's not required to play that role and he's just adapted himself quite beautifully to it because bfc has always they will keep a lot of the ball mm. 
so he won't often have a lot to do but all he's got to do is just position himself well enough to keep the defense interested and you know uh, press the opposition back and not allow them to get onto the ball more